Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode 123 of the Reinvention Me Podcast. Well, do you know your Strength Finder strengths? We're going to speak with John Warder about a new way to look at them in this episode of Reinvention Me. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, welcome to episode 123. This is Larry Gates along with Armin Asadi. Hey, Armin. How are you, Larry? I am ready for what's next in life. <laughs> it's not cliche at all, but I like it. <laughs> That's because this is the podcast for what's next in life. That's right. I'm really excited about who we have here. I am too. If if there's any next thing that I'm excited about, yeah, because he's going to talk about me a little bit. <laughs> he is going to talk about you. <laughs> we always like it when they talk about you. That's right. <laughs> so I'm going to horn in on that too and get a little bit of talk action for myself. But you know, Armin, our guest goes way back, way back to episode one. Are you calling him old? No, I, I am calling him old because he's a friend of mine. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> but he goes way back to episode one. He was he was the original voice of the Reinventure Me yeah, podcast. I just, I, I just relearned this. <laughs> you just, yeah, you <laughs> this did. <laughs> and so, so it's only taken 123 episodes, but we finally have you on the show, John Warder, for more than just our introduction. <laughs> I want to let you know about John Warder. He is a Strengths Finders coach and personal trainer. He runs the Top 10 Talents Group. He's been doing this kind of work for over 30 years, has given thousands of keynote speeches and training sessions to professionals all around the world. And I was amazed to find out, John, I guess not surprised, but a little bit amazed to find out that you've spoken to every major league baseball team. And that's amazing. So welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Officially as a, you know. I, I appreciate the opportunity to share insights about strengths finder and this colorized version of it called core clarity and the way that i spoke to every baseball team is i worked for this christian group called athletes and action gotcha which is part of the crew ministry yeah cru cru and i was a chaplain to the rams dodgers and angels at one time for about four years oh Hmm. And so when the Dodgers are out of town, the Angels are in town, and I would do a chapel for them and the visiting team. And then when they would go out of town on the weekend and the Dodgers were in town, I could speak to the visiting team. Well, there you go. Yeah, so, so, you, so you didn't really have to travel anywhere I, to do that. You just could go from one stadium <laughs> to the other, which are about you know 40 miles apart. <laughs> right. And so that's how I can say that I've spoken to every major league baseball team and, and about a dozen pro teams because I was doing pro football teams. Pro football yep. teams. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I, I moved to Minnesota to be like a chaplain for the Vikings and yep. Twins. And you're a former football player yourself. I played, I played college football at right. Iowa State. I remember University. seeing some of those crumpled 
black and white photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least you played for a team that knows how to win, unlike our team. That's, that's always a, exactly. That's always a plus. Yes. So. And and amazingly to me, and I guess not too surprising again, but still amazing. I think uh, twenty five triathlons. Is that right, John? Right now, Holy they're the cow. smaller versions. Yeah, but your wife does this too with you. Well, You've both done Ironmans together, right? Uh, not, not the Ironman, not the big Ironman. Uh, okay, so the, the mini Ironman. The, the mostly the small, the what they call the sprint. Okay, and then there's the Olympic, which is you know here the Olympics are coming up, so they'll actually use the Olympic triathlon for that. That's why it's named. It's about a mile swim, a 25 mile bike ride, and a 5K. That they and I mean they just do it all flat out mm. sprint. Mm-hmm. I mean it's just Jeez. it's a, it's beautiful to watch because they're just such finely tuned athletes. Well, we should probably pivot off that because that's not the strengths that we're talking about, right? I mean, exactly. even though you, you yeah. specialize in that area as well, but tell us about what you do at Top Ten Talents, and especially intrigued and why we wanted to have you on the show is to talk about you know obviously strength finders. It's now being used by. I think 1.6 million employees and 467 of the Fortune 500 firms use a strength finder. So, I mean, if you haven't had your strength finders done, and Armin and I have, we're going to talk about that in a bit, but you take a different approach with strength finders. So talk about that. Sure. It's certainly complimentary, but I would like to say it's a value-added concept of seeing more insights into what the first wave of information you get from Gallup, uh, which is a download of about 10 to 12 pages and it's pretty much definitions and some application questions and things to work through. So when I first heard about it, you know, it's been around since about 1998 mm-hmm. when the first book came out, which was called First Break All the Rules. Mm-hmm. And they studied 80,000 managers of what makes a really good manager. And then they came out with Now Discover Your Strengths, which had a code in the back and, and you started taking the assessment and so yep. forth. And then almost every book that they've come out with, they almost come out with a book or two every year promoting the strengths concept. Now, what I, one of the things I want to get across to the audience is Gallup is actually going counter to what corporate America is saying. Mm. Corporate America wants you to be well-rounded and work on your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And that's what the whole performance appraisal is about. Larry, you're really doing well here. Now let's take the next hour and work on what you need to improve. Right. That is not a fun. They need more than an hour for that. That is not a fun conversation, <laughs> is it? And so, so the corporate culture has kind of emphasized this whole concept of being well-rounded and so forth, where Gallup says, no, it, the more that you emphasize your top five talents, focus on that, do that, you get more bang for the buck of engagement and focus and energized. Uh, you even have energy when you go home then because you're doing more of what you love to do. Mm-hmm. And that's key for you, right, is to, is to identify the thing that you love to do and, and do more of that. I, I've watched a few of your videos, John, and that comes out clearly that you love what you're doing. And tell us about some of the findings that you've discovered or some of the things that you present in your training about the connection between what you love to do and your engaging your strengths. I love all the assessments that are out there, and I've probably taken every one of them because it's, it's just fascinating. But they all seem to have a congruency. You can see the link of how... If you're extroverted in this one, you're also probably extroverted in that one. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a common ground, but they might use different language or different terms. So all that's fascinating to me. So I'm kind of a, an assessment junkie, you if are. you will. But when I saw StrengthsFinder, a friend of mine from college worked for uh, this organization called Crew, and he lives right next door to the woman who created these color charts. Mm-hmm. So Crew actually has them all over the world now because she kind of almost gave them away to Crew. 
and they use him for leadership development. And my friend is now the leadership development coach of crew or the training director. And he said, he saw me on LinkedIn in 2008 and said, John, you've got to know about this because mm-hmm. this, this just perks it up. You see insights that you can't see otherwise and just the, the, the verbal definitions. And so what it does is it puts it into a color chart dashboard or uh, someone said, don't use color charts because that cheapens it, but it's a dashboard of how to see your five talents in a unique way and see some interest. And one of them is that they put, she put the 34 talents into a quadrant system of those four learning styles or four quadrants. So all 34 are, are configured into those four quadrants. And the way your five get put into those quadrants, into a graphing, is you can begin to see how two or three of them come together. And anytime there's two or more talents in one of those quadrants, we call that a strength quadrant. And you should have that in your job description to be more engaged and to be happier and even to be less sick because it affects how you work. If you have too much stress, you know, we become sick and Uh so forth. Right. So you got more endorphins working on your behalf because you're in a, in a sweet spot space mm-hmm. and doing more of what you love to do. John, you mentioned that you are a assessment junkie. <laughs> kind of don't really identify with that at all. I have to admit, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of the exact opposite. I absolutely hate these assessment instruments. I'm the, I'm the one guy that will be reluctant to take a Myers-Briggs, although I probably have taken nearly every assessment tool yeah, out yeah. there. Yep. You hate them, but you Enneagrams take them. <laughs> and a disc and, you know, Myers-Briggs. And I generally have a distaste for all of them. But I got to tell you, my personal experience in taking Strength Finders was like, okay, I'm locking myself in my room. I've got to respond to these questions and I can't be disturbed and you got to be rested and all this sort of stuff. And it's all timed and it's all, you know, making these decisions between things that you don't really want to decide. And you go all right, I'm going to go through this. I think I did it because I was serving on a board and we were all doing it together. And I went through this and I'm like, what's the point of this? I'm thinking this, I'm just doing this out of duty. And then I get my results back and I start reading them and go, wow, this is the most satisfying result that I've received in any of the assessments Hmm. that I had. I actually thought, hey, this is pretty good. And I probably told more people to take strength finders. Maybe it's because they've had millions of people that have gone through this and they've They've honed it and all the rest, but I did feel like it settled on some that I would have picked for myself, you know, and I read through the book, which isn't very exciting read. It's, you want to go to sleep, you read the Strength Finders 2.0 book. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I'm, I'm blown away that you actually recommended an assessment because you are basically the death star of assessments. I am the death star of assessments. So John and I, we've known each other for a long time and I know you do this assessment work. And if you were doing probably any other assessment instrument, I probably wouldn't have you here in the studio. But I know for myself that the Strength Finder stuff out. has at least been for me has been uh, helpful to to be aware of it and to lean into it and decide that there are some things that that I don't need to do because that's not how I'm wired. But now we want to take it and talk about this color thing that you were talking about. And John, we're going to have to do this with the benefit of our audience listening in. And so it seems like what there are four different quadrants then that you take your Strength Finders and you map them to those four. Is that right? Right. If we just talked about four entities, four quadrants, um, <clears throat> four columns, and there's certain of, of those 34 talents within those four columns or, or quadrants, one quadrant is the relator quadrant. It's, it's people that like to go deep in relationship. So that's in a color, that's the blue color. 
There are seven different talents for that. So I have two of them. So that's a strength quadrant for me. I have empathy and relator. And so part of my business model is to coach people. And this is how I, why I like coaching and prefer coaching is because I have at least two of these talents in that quadrant. So people like to talk a lot. They, they, they like to go deep in relationship. The other quadrant is the influencing quadrant. So I have two in those. So four of my five are in relating and in influencing. So that's my, the influencing is my teaching and training. Mm -hmm. So my business model is go coach people and go train people. Hmm. And it's as simple as that in terms of what I love to do. And I just try to figure out how can I do that more and more? You know, you've got to sell yourself to corporate teams, to HR, you know, so a lot of my time is spent just networking and trying to convince people to let me come in and do what I love. <laughs> yeah. Right. The lower quadrants, one is thinking. It's a strategic thinking like you have, Larry. And then the orange or the other quadrant is the doing or the achieving quadrant. And so our five talents get mapped in a certain configuration. And so you can just see where the sweet spot is of two or more. And we can then any manager can then manage them by their colors. <laughs> well, there you go. So long ago, my in-laws gave me a color profile for a Christmas gift. <laughs> and it isn't a Strength Finders color profile. <laughs> it was a random to color. match up my clothes. You know, oh. it's one of those kind of girly gifts. But I prefer this color profile. Now, Armin, yes. I discovered, and John had offered to do this color profile for our strengths, right? So you yes. sent me your strengths and I sent them along to John along with my own. Now, what I discovered <laughs> amazingly was that we share four of the five same strengths. That's right. Isn't that interesting? It's right? cr except you I, have one, one I should have since I'm writing a book around it. Well, that was, <laughs> that was, that was the funny thing. Now let's see. So you had activator, strategic communication, woo and command. That's right. And I have strategic woo communication activator and belief. Yeah, which is my and, <laughs> and I had to laugh because you're writing the book about belief and you're missing that strength. <laughs> I need to call out there, Larry. <laughs> now, here's here's my counter to that. Yeah. I actually call my company Top 10 Talents, so it might be in the next set of five. Oh. There you go. There's the hopefulness of, nice. of knowing oh, that yeah, you that, really want that. Right. Right. You're going to have to dig deeper then. <laughs> that requires some prayer. <laughs> All right, now what we found, and John has given us this color profile. For those of you in our listening audience, I'm going to hold this up so you can see what it, <laughs> what it actually looks like. <laughs> We're going to make this easy for you, though, because John is going to help you actually do your own if you have an interest in doing this. But let's just walk through this for a second because I have, let's see, strategic woo, communication, activator, and belief. So that puts two of my five down in the energizer quadrant, right? Yes, correct. And what does that mean, John? What, what, how should I live my life differently because I, I have this dashboard now that lights up in orange. Well, it's not differently. It's just probably what you do. When I think of how many businesses you've started. Yeah. Like. Oh, that, that explains that? That explains okay, that. Okay, so I think my wife is going to want to color in some of the other colors. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, if you'll notice the description on the second page of Activator, fearless at taking the first step. Oh, dear. Even in the face of uncertainty. Yeah, that sounds, sounds right. right. Rapidly create momentum by turning ideas into immediate action. Now, that's your top talent. Though. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so I think both Ashley and Anna would probably be wanting to oh, totally. draw different colors on our charts. Yeah, <laughs> my wife is the planner. 
She is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and notice the little phrase that you're natural at something on the bottom, naturally eager. Oh, <laughs> that's that's me? It that's says naturally you. grounded. Oh, naturally eager is activated. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Wow. So, that, so I guess that's true. <laughs> so what I love about this, and I appreciate you sharing that this has been the most insightful, but what I love about this is you gave the input and the output should be pretty much what you gave. Yeah. And so most people, I've only had a few people come up to me and say, I don't like my five talents. <laughs> I'm going, okay, Lord, what do I say to this person? Yeah. I said, just go through the training and see. And then they came Yeah, maybe and, you just need to get used to them <laughs> or see how they can be applied. Not only was I just astonished that you and I share four of the same top five talents, but what astonished me was as many conversations I've had about string finders. And again, I'm not an assessment junkie. Yeah. So when this does come up, I'm always interested in how much overlap I have with somebody. Armin, we have more overlap than anybody that I've met. <laughs> <laughs> it's meant and, to be there. Oh, and well, it's funny. yeah, it is interesting to see how you're relating in this way together in a business model. Well, in in some ways, you know, in preparation for this show, I was a little disappointed that we were so had so much overlap because it's like John only has to do one color chart. <laughs> That's true. Now but the mine is a little different. Yeah. Well, the distinctive is and talk what about, your strength quadrant army. is. Mm-hmm. So Larry's has two orange. Yep. So he's about doing or starting or launching, and Armin is about influencing. He has two magenta, the uh, command and woo. So he wants to influence and in winning others over. That's what woo stands for. And so to know that there's a personality style with all five talents. And this is called the stabilizer personality that you kind of have a sense, almost like a sixth sense of how all four quadrants work Hmm. in synergy. And you can be an interpreter or a mediator for people. When I think of Larry, what you've done with men's ministry and helping men understand. And when there's a conflict, both of you have this sense of knowing how to bring resolution or mediation to a a conflict of two people seeing different things. Hmm whether it's on a board or just in personal counseling. Yeah. Now, how many people have you found, John, that are like all five are in one quadrant? And what does that tell you? We we have, so there are, (laughs) there are 12 personality styles that this woman created and the stabilizer is 21% in the population. So that's about one in five. And that's how Armin and I are because in, to be clear, a stabilizer means you have one strength in each of the four quadrants quadrants, and then the fifth one has to go somewhere else. Yes. Right. And most of us, though, have either two or three quadrants that are tend to be dominant with, mm. with the five talents. All right. And I, did you already explain to our audience who it was that created this and what it's called? No. So the company's called Core Clarity. They're out of Dallas, Texas. The CEO is Candace Fitzpatrick. Okay. So my friend who lived next door had her call me and did my assessment over the phone, and it just nailed me that I was what's called a passionista. A passion? Okay. <laughs> yeah. kind of, it sounds more sexy the, than the, stabilizer. <laughs> it should be a book title. Yeah. And, I think I'd uh, rather be a passionista. And, uh, <laughs> but it really reflected a lot of what I value and, and my personality. So everybody has not only a strength quadrant or two, because some people – as you look down the list, you can see those that are blue and green on the far bottom there. Mm-hmm. Just two quadrants where their five talents are, are focused in. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so you not only have a strength quadrant, you also have a strength personality, if you will. So this is what Gallup's material doesn't show. And it's not that they can't, or but they just don't do it in quite this way. So I call this a value-added approach to the Strengths Finder model. Because I still want people to use the, the benefit of Finder, So they all typically take it online 
strengths finder gets that money yeah it's about 15 bucks you know but then they give it to me like if i'm going to do i did a, a scott county here with the emergency preparedness team a couple of weeks ago and so they had 18 people in it so someone had to keep track of all 18 five talents <laughs> and send them to me and then i put them into a chart system and well, I think I think I want to change my strength finder. I'm like I'm, I'm like looking at this list here, Armin, and I got we're stabilizers, right? Yeah, which and we already know that passionista sounds better, but I mean some of these are like talk on cool <laughs> forces of nature. How about a force Ooh. of nature? Yes. See, I like yeah. that. When you like to be a force of nature or even a thought rocket? Yes, and that's what she is. Wow. That's what Candace is. Super. She, she has she has woo, oh. and then four green talents which means she's a deep thinker and that's why she's been able to create all this material thought rocket see i want to make up my own thing here (laughs) illuminarios illuminarios yeah ah there's some good ones these are terms you really like let's get on this let's get on this all right so how do we change our strengths john (laughs) (laughs) well the sad sad news is no, you're pretty hardwired. Oh, oh. And that's what's so exciting. I might as well get used to it, huh? Now, Just like that guy that said, I don't like my strengths. Now, the only difference of what we could add to this is to look at your next set of five, so your top 10, that's what I call myself, or even I do some sessions where we do top 15. Hmm. Now, Gallup on their gallupstrengthscenter.com website, they'll give you your top five, but they'll also give all 34 for eighty nine dollars, and mm-hmm. there's a cute story about this. They weren't, they didn't used to give you the thirty four. Uh huh. I interviewed a, a local Gallup employee. I said, "Why don't you give us all thirty four? I knew what he would say. Yeah. He said, "Well, if we gave you all thirty four, what would you tend to look at? Your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. What do we want you to look at? Your, your top five. Mm-hmm. Focus on that. That's what makes you more successful than working on your weaknesses." Yeah, you know, now there's been some commentary, uh, per- perhaps some criticism would be a better word to say about the whole strengths focus that w- swept over corporate America. You know, like I mentioned that a bunch of 467 of the Fortune 500 companies are using this, right? And one of the ones that I think is a pretty compelling criticism, I just wonder your take on this, is that strength finders is not normative. In other words, you're comparing your strength relative to some other strength of yours. And so in other words, it's saying, for me, my top strength is strategic, but I could really stink at strategic and I stink at everything else even more. You know, it just happens to be the top of all the ones that I have. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, in some ways, it doesn't necessarily say that compared to the rest of the population, I'm strong and strategic. It just says compared to all the other strengths or talents I have, that's my top one. What are your thoughts about that? So you're right. The measurement of talent is not there, nor is the measurement of the increments between the talents. Right. What I like to call this, it's your top five preferences. If you have to choose something, you said you prefer a strategic talent area. Yeah, I like that. And, and I think that really makes sense. And it makes sense for me personally, because I can say, hey, yeah, that I, if I'm choosing something to work on, I would probably have more enjoyment and more fulfillment choosing things that are strategic, things that are wooful, whatever that means. How do you choose a woo? <laughs> hey, there's a choose a woo. <laughs> but here's a question I have for you, John. As it comes to helping corporations understand how to develop their people, how can you use strength finders to gauge how much they need to improve on their top strengths even or be engaged in their top strengths when really it's just relative to yourself, right? You see yes. what I'm saying? 
Well, isn't that what any manager would really want to know about any employees? What, what Larry, if I'm your manager, I'd say, Larry, what do you really want to do here? I have carte blanche. I can, I, I'm going to pay you the same salary, but if we could change your job description, what would you prefer to do? Mm-hmm. You might have a different story than what you've been hired for. Yeah, but if I'm evaluating mm-hmm. a candidate, for instance, I'm evaluating several candidates for a position, right? I might see where they rate on their strength finders if I'm using that as a recruitment tool or recruiting aid. How would I know that just because somebody is strong in some area that I might be looking for, communication, for instance, just because they might show that's one of their top strengths, how do I know that that's better than somebody's communication strength that's number 10 on their list? You see what I'm saying? Sure. I think you just have to let them tell stories. I think one of the best questions to ask in an interview is, Larry, describe to me an accomplishment you did that you really felt you did really well. And you really had a sense of enjoyment in it. And, and then as the person describes it, I'm asking them to describe it, they would, they would use descriptive verbs and nouns. Mm-hmm. And I would get a sense of what they want to do, what they prefer to do. Mm-hmm. Are they crafting? Are they speaking? Are they communicating? Are they writing? Are they building? And so as that theme begins to come in, I, I, and, and I might ask them a second time, tell me another story that mm-hmm. you, and so, they they are they are using the language to communicate the truth about what they really are deeply yeah and i see i like that and it gets right back to what i said earlier which is why i don't like assessment instruments because I, frankly i think that question is far better because i think you're always your best assessment instrument when you light up about what it is that you do when you answer the question you just posed i think basically you're just answering your own assessment instrument you know that's how yes. i feel about it no i really agree so two people might have strategic as number one, as you do, we would want to spend more time talking about what does that mean to the person and how does it come out? Mm-hmm. Th- then there's the whole issue is, is this a likable person for our team? Yeah, That's the other factor. So I call this StrengthsFinder model, the first conversation of what you prefer to do in your work life that is, it would be more productive mm-hmm. as opposed to less productive. Yeah, Because uh, there are other ways, like yeah. you're saying, to interview somebody, to talk things out that begins to make something clearer and clearer. Yeah. So now as you've been out about talking to people and using these these color profiles for, is that what called color? What, what are they called? It, I know well, I the, the pejoratively comp- call that a color profile. But yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. A color chart, a color, color dashboard. But it's the, from Core Clarity. Core Clarity a, a is color the color dashboard. <clears throat> okay. So as you've been talking to companies about that and people and they've been using it, what kind of reaction have you gotten? How has that changed what they've been able to do as a result of some of the work that well, I think the insights they get personally, everybody in the room begins to see an affirmation that, yes, this is me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happens in a seminar is we all basically think that everybody is like me. Yeah, that's right. And, and we don't see differences. And then as people begin to share their own five talents and share, we'll pick out, like, share your first, uh, read out your first description of your first talent, the sentences. And tell us what sentence you like best. And they will share a sentence and everybody else says, well, I like the other sentence for you. That's how I see you. Oh, so now there's this interesting dynamic of what the person thinks about themselves and what others see coming out of them. Mm -hmm. There's two dynamics there. Well, up until today, I kind of thought that Armin and I were different. Now I see we're pretty pretty interchangeable. That's right. And and actually the more that you're the same, that there's a, there's a good tendency that you would like each other because you, you have a same viewpoint prescription, if you will. 
but yet there's this uniqueness factor. In fact, your five talents listed in the order they are, you're not one in a million, you're one in 33 million. Ah, yeah. Hmm. And then when you line up 10 talents, oh, you, you can't say, yeah. you can't say that there's this many people, but you're one in 47 trillion. Now that speaks to uniqueness of your DNA, your fingerprints, hmm. your voice print is unique. Okay. You're off the hook. You don't need to worry about becoming <laughs> me when you get older. <laughs> I was kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> hey, John, we like to ask our guests to share something that's been an inspiring quote for them. We like to have that as part of our show each time. And I know you brought one from somebody that some of our audience may be familiar with. Yes. The quote I brought was from Steve Jobs. Yeah, Steve Jobs. We, we know about him. <laughs> I almost use everything uh, Apple these days. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us have converted. It's a fascinating concept from a consumer standpoint. We're willing to pay more money for that equipment than for PCs. Mm-hmm. But he spoke to the graduates at a commencement before he died, and he said this. He said, your work is going to fill a large part of your life, and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. And I think that's really the theme that I'm trying to help teams and individuals as I coach, is to do more of what they love to do and see if we can get them to get paid to do it. It's like the perfect win-win. They're giving good service of good output, but they're also receiving remuneration to do that work. Yeah. I can't believe people pay me to do what I love to do, which is. (laughs) And I've watched you do some of that, John, and I can truly attest to the fact that you love doing it. It definitely shows that you're working out of your strengths. This has been a fun conversation. Now, we're going to make an offer to our listeners here that I think is really unbelievable, John. Tee this up because this is this is the challenge to you. If you have your strength finders strengths or talents, I should say, and even if you don't, you can go get them. But then what can they do with those, John? Sure. If if you have your top 5 talents available now, you've taken strength finder, I want you to send them to my email and I will produce this color chart for you. I've been teaching people how to interview with it. Who brings a color dashboard to the interview? Nobody. Yeah, these days. it's great. <laughs> so I have probably done almost a thousand people now in the last eight years and just small group coaching. And so if you haven't taken StrengthsFinder, let's get that done. You can go to either the 2.0 book, StrengthsFinder 2.0, and take the assessment there in the back. There's a little code. Or you can go to their website called Gallup Strengths, plural, Gallup Strengths Center. Com. And we'll have both of those in the show notes okay. at reinventure.me slash 123. That'll then, be an easy way to get to it. That Any person can send me their top five talents to my email, which is john, J-O-H-N, at top10talents.com. Perfect. John at top10talents. Well, that's going to be the challenge me for this episode. John is going to set you up with a color profile, and who knows, you might be a thought rocket or a trailblazer or an illuminario or like John, you might be a passionista, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Take that to your interview and smoke it. <laughs> well, Armin, why don't you take us out of this episode? All right. Well, if you've enjoyed this or want to learn more about John, please make sure to just go to reinventure.me backslash 123 because that's the episode that we're on. And if you forgot the email address or the website, again, just go to the show notes at reinventure.me backslash 123. And please make sure to check us out at reinventure.me backslash iTunes and give us a review or leave a question or comment on our show notes at reinventure.me again. 
backslash 123, or better yet, call us at 612-314-5447. For now, this is Armin Asadi with Larry Gates and John Warder bidding you adieu. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. <laughs>